up in the sky. Look. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics magazine. Presenting the transcription feature, Superman. And now, Superman, strange visitor from the planet Krypton, who came to Earth with physical powers far beyond those of mortal men, and who fights a never-ending battle against crime and injustice, disguised as Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for a great metropolitan daily. When we last saw Kent, he and editor Perry White were in the Chinatown apartment of Dr. Chi Wan, oriental scholar and art expert, where they learned of the existence of ten pieces of clear jade known as the Dragon's Teeth. According to legend, each of the dragon's teeth was engraved with a different symbol, which, translated, revealed the secret of everlasting life. Dr. Wan had nine of the jade pieces, but the tenth and last was owned by Walter Huffman, a dealer in jewels who knew its value and was endeavoring to lay his hands on the rest. Fearful lest Huffman's hired desperados kill him and steal the precious jade, Dr. Wan asked Perry White to take them for safekeeping. As our story continues today... Dr. Wan has left the room to get the velvet box containing the nine dragon's teeth. Perry White is drinking a cup of Chinese tea, which has just been served. Listen. Try some of this tea, Kent. It's delicious. No, thanks. I never drink tea. Oh, you don't know what you're missing. Nothing like a good cup of tea to... Kent. What's the matter, Mr. White? My my throat. It's tightening up. Mr. White. Uh, That tea is poison. Mr. White. It's collapsed. Stretch him out on the couch. There we are. Now to find Dr. Wan. Both doors locked. I'm beginning not to like the looks of this. Dr. Wan! Dr. Wan! Oh, that's it. All right, if that's the way the game has to be played. Superman can play it. Oh, he's sinking fast. White as a ghost. Can barely feel his pulse. Can't waste any time looking for that Chinaman. Gotta get Perry White to a doctor, or it may be too late. I'll come back to settle with whoever poisoned that tea. There we are. Now up with the window. And out. Up and away! Red cloak streaming in the night wind, Superman speeds through the darkness with Perry White limp and unconscious in his arms, racing against the grim specter of death. Meanwhile, back in the editorial rooms of the Daily Planet newspaper, Lois Lane, star girl reporter, questions young Jimmy Olsen, the planet's copy boy, concerning Clark Kent's whereabouts. Listen. You say you went out with Mr. White about an hour ago, Jimmy? That's right, Miss Lane. They went to Chinatown. Chinatown? What for? Well, on a story, I guess. I heard Mr. White say he didn't think there was much in it, but he wanted Mr. Kent to come along anyway. Hey, Miss Lane. Did I ever tell you how they made me a member of the Comanche Indian tribe when I was out west? Not once, Jimmy, but ten times. Do you know where in Chinatown they went? No, I don't know where they went. Well, think hard. Didn't Mr. White say where he was going? Not to me. He did mention some Chinese name, but I can't remember it. Miss Lane, did you ever hear this one? Confucius say, he who sits on attack will rise to great heights. (laughs) Pretty good, huh? (laughs) Jimmy, they don't come any worse. Now, please try to think of that name. Gee, I can't... Wait a minute. G. That's it. Dr. G something. G. Dr. Chi Wan. Yeah, that's it. Say, how'd you know? Well, Dr. Wan's a well-known Chinese art dealer. 
They didn't say why they were going, did they? Not to me. Anyway, how come you're so interested in Clark Kent all of a sudden? I'm not interested in Clark Kent. I'm interested in seeing that he doesn't get all the big stories the way he has been lately. Oh, well, this one isn't a big one. Well, it must be if Perry White went along. Jimmy, I've got a good mind to take a run down there. Miss Lane, that's a good idea. I'm all through here, so I'll go with you. No, you better not, Jimmy. Chinatown's a pretty wild place at night. Oh, it couldn't be any wilder than the West. With Indians and coyotes and all shooting. All right, all right, you win. Now get your hat and coat. I'll meet you downstairs. And don't waste any time about it. with about a thousand Indians circle around me. Me, Miss Lane, because I was their chief. Boy, oh boy, it was some fun. Jimmy, unless you stop telling me about that trip out west over and over again, I'm going to have the driver pull this taxi up to the curb and throw you out. Why, oh, gee, Miss Lane, isn't it interesting? Yes, very interesting. The first time. Oh, heck, there's so much to tell. Listen, sometime we've got time, I'll tell you all about how Tumbleweed taught me how to shoot a bow and arrow. You see, Tumbleweed was such a good shot himself, he figured with him teaching Jimmy. me Jimmy! Another word. Hey, where are we, anyway? In Chinatown. Dr. Warren's place is on the next block. I hope Clark Kent doesn't get mad because we followed him down here. <laughs> That's the least of my worries. Well, it looks as though we were eyes. That'll be 85, lady. Here you are. All right, Jimmy. Want me to wait, lady? No, thanks. Okay. <laughs> Well, now where to, Miss Lane? Hmm, that's Dr. Wan's art store, all right. It's closed. Oh, everything seems to be closed around here. Well, there's a man standing on the corner. Maybe you can tell us where Dr. Wan lives, huh? Pardon me, but would you know where Dr. Chi Wan lives? What? Oh, you don't know how to ask him. Listen to this. <clears throat> uh, please... You telling me where find the place Chi Wan Livy or something? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, thanks. Thanks very much. Well, what do you think, Jimmy? Yeah, I don't know. I couldn't understand them. Well, let's take a look at the store. Tight shot. Well, there's a card stuck in the glass, Miss Lane. What does it say? Let's see. Stores closed. Inquire upstairs. Well, that means he lives above the store. Should have thought of that. Come on. This must be the entrance through the hallway. It's pitch dark. How do we find the stairs? Stumble over my guess. I haven't any matches. Oh, here they are, Miss Lane. Be careful. You go up first and I'll follow you. Okay. Are you sure Mr. White said he was coming to see Dr. Chi Wan, Jimmy? Jimmy? Why didn't you answer me? You had me scared to death. I thought I heard someone moving around in the hallway. But I guess not. Well, don't do that again, will you? When I talk to you, please answer. I'm beginning to feel sorry I brought you along. Oh, gee, I didn't mean to scare you. All right, come along. Miss Lane. What is it, Jenny? There is someone down the hallway. I'm sure. How do you know? I can hear someone moving. Shh. Hear those boards creak? Maybe it's just some tramp moving around. Miss Lane, let's get up to the landing. Okay, I, I wish it wasn't so dark. He's 
coming up the stairs after us, whoever it is. Where's the door? There must be a door to Dr. Wan's apartment. Don't move. He's coming, all right. Jimmy, where are you? Right here. Stand back against the wall, Miss Lane. Here he comes. What happened, Jimmy? I kicked him in the shins. Quick, find the door and bang on it. Yes. Yes, here it is. Dr. Wan! Dr. Wan! We don't have to worry about that guy, Miss Lane. I gave him a kick he won't forget for a long time. Who is there? Miss Lane of the Daily Planet. Please open the door quick. Come in. Close the door quickly and lock it, will you? Oh, thank goodness. May I ask what is wrong? Someone, someone followed us up the steps. If it hadn't been for Jim here, I don't know what had happened. Why did you come here, Miss Lane? We're looking for Clark Ken and Mr. White, the editor of our paper. Haven't they been here? They said they were coming, Dr. Wan. Please, uh, to sit down, both of you. Possibly you can explain something to me. But... Listen, has Mr. White been here? Yes. Both Mr. White and Mr. Kent were seated in this room not five minutes ago. They vanished into thin air. What do you mean? Exactly that. Mr. White was seated in the very chair you are in now. Mr. Kent was opposite him on the couch. Yes. Tea was being served, as you can readily see. I excused myself for a moment to get something. While I was out of the room, I heard my name called. I rushed back, but they were gone. Both of them. That's strange. Stranger than you think, Miss Lane, since both doors leading from this room were locked. What about the windows? That one was open. It looks out on the rear yard. But they couldn't possibly have gone out the window. There is a drop of 30 feet to a stone walk. What were they doing here in the first place? That, unfortunately, is something I cannot explain. Seems there are a lot of unexplained things happening around here, Dr. Wan. Jimmy, I think we'd better go. You'll please lead us safely to a taxi cab, Dr. Wan. I am sorry, Miss Lane, but I cannot leave this house. What? I should advise that you and the boy remain here at least until daylight. Well, well, that's ridiculous. Merely a precaution. A precaution against what? Forces over which I have no control. Is there a phone in the house? No. The telephone is in my store. That means we can't even call the police. I've never heard of anything so ridiculous in Please, my... please do bear with me, Miss Lane. At some later date, you will have a complete explanation. And now, uh, let me apologize for being a miserable host. Will you and the young man have a cup of tea? I think so. How about it, Jimmy? Oh, sure. You see, the tea is still quite hot. Evidence that Mr. White and Mr. Kent left here only a short while ago. Uh, sugar, Miss Lane? Two, please. Uh, three for me. There you are. Thank you. Uh, young man. Thanks. Oh, this tea certainly is pungent. Yes. It is a special blend of leaves. I feel quite certain you will enjoy it. Can anything save Lois and Jimmy from drinking the poison tea? Is Dr. Wan aware that death lurks in both their cups? Don't forget to tune in next time and follow the thrilling story of the dragon's teeth with Superman. Tune in the next thrilling installment of the transcription feature... Superman! Up in the sky! Look! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman! Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics Magazine. Happy anniversary, happy anniversary, happy anniversary, for a cheerful toast and fill it, happy 
February 12th, 1941. The Dragon's Teeth 2. Welcome to Superman Radio Revisited. I'm your host, Matt. And this episode marks the one-year anniversary of the Superman Radio Serial, as it debuted on February 12th, 1940. But perhaps this is as good a place as any for a DISCLAIMER. I have no way of knowing for certain that the actual air dates that I give are accurate. Because it probably just depended on the individual radio station that aired the show. Be it if they played the show on Mondays, Wednesdays, Fridays, or Tuesdays, Thursdays, Saturdays. But I know that when it began, it was usually like six episode story arcs and... The first episode of the week would begin a story arc, and the last episode of the week would either have a heavy cliffhanger to get you to tune in the next week, or end a story arc. But now we've gotten away from that. Like, for instance, The Dragon's Teeth is 10 episodes long, and this episode is the 158th episode, so quite an impressive output for one year. And... I think most lists that have compiled, like the air dates, they just go thrice weekly. So, beings, that's how often it aired. So they just, but uh, there, there is a uh, podcast that I love called Golden Age Superman. And the host on that show had a good point. And that is John Wilson. And he said that perhaps there's times that it didn't air, like maybe there was a holiday like for Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's, what have you, that would throw those lists off and make them wrong. But I just thought I'd just give my sources, because I do like to begin my episodes with those dates. And my sources are zootradio.com and the supermanhomepage.com. And I'm going to say the superhomepage.com is my definitive source. And it does say February 12th, 1941 for the air date for this episode. And it says it was compiled by Frank. So unless anybody else can contradict me or give me a reason why these dates might be wrong, we'll just go with these dates. And then uh, since I mentioned the Golden Age Superman podcast... I thought I would say why I love that show and play its promo. But what's great about it is it takes you from Superman's debut in Action Comics number 1 through 1940, as of now. And it talks about Superman in the comic books, other stories in Action Comics, the Superman radio serial, and, and the newspaper strips. But you'll hear that in the promo, so... I'll just uh, go ahead and play it, and on the other side of that, we'll get into my commentary for this episode. You are cordially invited to attend a podcast that observes the unfolding events of history. Come with me and observe the birth and growth of a legend. From the pages of a 10-cent pulp comic book, to the newspapers, radio program adventures, theatrical films, and more. 
dawn of the superhero. Golden Age Superman. Available on iTunes and at goldenagesuperman.libsyn.com. Every legend has a beginning. John does a great job at producing entertaining podcasts, and you can see all of them at johnreadscomics.com. I've given Golden Age Superman a five-star review. And if anybody out there is a podcaster and would like to play a promo for my show, please get a hold of me. I'd love to send it to you and let me know you played it, and I'd also like to give you a shout-out on my show. So moving into the commentary for this episode, as we begin, and Perry was asking Clark to try some tea, and Clark was saying how he never drinks tea, and he declined. So I wonder if that was the writer's way of just skipping the whole uh, explaining if, you know, if the tea would affect him or not. And I don't think it would have, based on the last episode of the Black Pearl of Osiris story, when we know that, you know, as Clark, he acted like it affected him, and but we know he changed into Superman and saved the day. But this, this could just be, you know, I was wondering if possibly we had a different writer for this, this one. Dragon's Teeth than we had for uh, The Black Pearl of Osiris, which is very possible. I'm sure we had a whole team of different writers on different for different story arcs, but maybe it was just one or two guys, two or three guys, I don't know. And the another reason I was thinking maybe we had a different writer for this, this story arc was possibly that uh, the whole thing with uh, the last episode did not really reference the previous storyline at all so I was thinking oh yeah Uh, we had a kind of a clean break and uh, but that did not that did not bear out this episode because in this episode uh, it more than made up for it because we had Jimmy bragging about all his adventures to Lois. And that was pretty great with Lois getting fed up with that because she's heard it so much. And Jimmy, you know, it was very exciting adventure for him. And I really liked that, though, that we had just those references um, because it does make all these storylines blend into one timeline, which I appreciate. It makes it feel like we're moving forward. And so, anyway, moving on. Well, just more what I wanted to say about this one. So, Perry's unconscious after, you know, the tea affected him there. And Clark sees that they're locked in the room, which is very suspicious. Or as my daughter might say, sketch. And so, as why would... I could see why they would have the doors locked as far as people coming in because 
you, you know that Walter Huffman's agents might be out to kill, according to Dr. Chi Wan. But um, anyway, they're locked in. And so Clark changes into Superman. I just love his transition to Superman in this episode. All right, if that's the way the game has to be played, Superman can play it. I had to make a sound clip out of that. I'll probably be using that in the future of this podcast. Bud Collier, the voice actor for Clark Kent and Superman, just really has the chops to make each of them sound distinctly different. And he's perfect for this part. Clark, or Superman now, sees that Barry barely has a pulse. And he says that Perry is white as a ghost, but he does not tell us whether or not that pun was intended. He then flies up or opens the window and flies out of it, carrying him to find a doctor. And they exit the episode. Next, we will catch up with Jimmy and Lois at the Daily Planet offices. Lois Lane, the Star Girl reporter. In Jimmy Olsen, the coffee boy, or copy boy, rather. I think I have a hard time distinguishing between those two. Probably copy boy, but he probably also gets their coffee. And then they, they uh, or Lois, not wanting to be scooped by Clark again, wants to head to Chinatown and is reluctant to have Jimmy tag along. But when Jimmy's telling her about the adventures he had in the West and he wouldn't be dissuaded, he, it's not too dangerous for him, uh, she relents and lets him come along. And it's just great to have Lois Lane in this one because she's been absent from the past two story arcs. So it's good to have her back. And just great, great banter between Lois and Jimmy in this one. And them going on, it's just nice to have a nice uh, adventure with both of them. And when they do get to Chinatown and trying to get some information to find Dr. Chiwan and they don't understand the man in Chinatown, I didn't understand him either. And it's kind of reminds me of like, I speak a little bit of Spanish, un poco, but, you know, just because you when Jimmy tries to communicate with him in Chinese, but doing a piss poor job, but it's just because you've had, but if you tried, if I tried to speak Spanish fluently, I wouldn't be able to keep up. But like, if just because you add O or A, La or L, roll your R's, it doesn't mean you're speaking Spanish. But, you know, when, when they don't understand what he's trying to say to them, and I can relate, you know, like when you don't decipher something that's being said to you and you also don't think you will, maybe the polite thing is to just move on rather than, you know, saying, what, 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 over and over again. You know, just, um, you're not getting anywhere. So they do go up to this, this, uh, when they see that the shop's closed, they're going up to the stairs, and Jimmy thinks they're being followed. Yes, maybe it was a one of Doc Walter Huffman's goons that was out to get him. Get them. 
Could be. But what if it was just that man that was trying to communicate more clearly with them, maybe wanted to get across something to both of them, warn them, but then he just got kicked in the shin for no reason if it was him. But yeah, it also could have been a suspicious character. And again, like I said, probably good that Jimmy and Lois were there together, but that seemed to buy them enough time to get to Dr. Chiwan's door. They get in the door and... They find out from Dr. Chiwan that Perry and Clark were there, but they're mysteriously gone. And he's saying how they couldn't have dropped 30 feet to the stone walk, like the doors were locked. So he's admitting to that, which I was, how I was saying that's suspicious. Um, but we don't know if he's necessarily, I mean, he's certainly a little suspicious, but he also wanted to entrust Perry with those ten uh, or nine dragon's teeth that he had possession of. So, could be the butler, whoever prepared this tea, right? So, he might not know. We're just going to have to see as the story goes on if, if about the tea. But he's offering that tea to Lois and Jimmy at the end because he doesn't want them to leave. Wants them to stay the night. And he's not being really forthright why, but just, you know, lets them know it's there's forces beyond his control, basically. But anyway, I, I can't not think of Bugs Bunny cartoons in these types of settings. Like the old gag of uh, Bugs Bunny offering sugar cubes, asking how many lumps the other would like, then hitting the other person with a mallet the number of uh, lumps that they asked for. So that's, <laughs> I just love that. And speaking of drugged tea, it was used in season two of Superman and Lois. So that story trope, that story trope is still being used in 2022. Maybe the lesson we all need to take from this and what we should learn is that we should make like Mad-Eye Moody from the Harry Potter books. And only drink from a personal flask that we know is safe. And that because we prepared the drinks ourselves. Thank you for listening to Superman Radio Revisited. Superman was created by Jerry Siegel and Joe Schuster and is copyright DC Comics. And all clips used are respective their copyright copyright holders. Er, copyright the respective copyright holders if you would like to send feedback to the show i could be i'm on twitter at radio superman there is a superman radio revisited facebook group and you can send a voice message through the anchor app which is free to download all right i think that's going to conclude the episode i'm just gonna go ahead and drink my tea My throat. Oh, what's <coughs> It's tightening up. That tea. It's poisoned. So long, kid. Oh, I can't.